0: Of the sweetest of lust Where my heart becomes free <laughs> And my shame is under Come on, who's free this morning? Who's free? In your, your presence, Lord Lift up those hands and sing this today hey. me it's your presence that fills me let us become let us become more aware of your presence
1: let us
0: experience the glory of your goodness let us become
1: more aware
0: of your presence
1: more of your goodness
0: on, let, us let us become more aware of your presence let us seek lift the glory up your hands and sing man. lift your up your goodness. heart right now and say let us become more aware of your presence let us Gloria, One your more time, let us become. Let us become more aware Holy of your presence. Let us experience the Gloria, glory of Holy Spirit. In Holy Spirit, you are well. hearts long for to be overcome by your presence holy spirit we release you right now holy spirit we release you holy spirit do what you want here do what you want holy ghost do it do it do it in our lives right now right now he's touching you Right now, he's setting you free. Right now, right now. You don't have to wait for later. You don't have to wait. Right now, he sets you free. In his presence, in his presence, is fullness of joy. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Hallelujah. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. There's fullness of joy in your presence and pleasures forevermore. Yes. There's fullness of joy in your presence <laughs> And pleasures evermore At your right hand, pleasures evermore. Come on, how many just need a fresh touch of Jesus right now? Just lift up your hands. (laughs) Just lift up your hands and say, Jesus, fill me. Jesus, touch me. I want to experience you new today. Like the first time. Like the first time, God. Like I've never been touched before, God. In my heart, move, God. Oh Lord, Do not forsake your first love congregation Do not forsake your first love Remember when it was only you and him It was only you and him in the dark room Where he ministered to you and touched you and filled you And loved you and fulfilled you and satisfied you Do not forsake your first love. Draw close to him now. Ha A million tongues could not express how beautiful you're those dress, right now. how beautiful your Just the voices sing. Posture right now, adoration, your heart. With your body, with your heart, however you have to posture. Adore him right now. My heart is inclined, my ear is inclined to you. Oh Lord, I want to see your face, God. Oh you, God, who's loved me. Before I ever heard your name, you loved me. Before I ever knew who you were, you loved me. <laughs> Before I broke your heart, you loved me, God. Before I shook my fist at you, you loved me, Lord. Before I rejected you, you loved me. the Father forgive him he knows not what he does you prayed for me you prayed for me God you sang over me like a father sings over his children you sang over me even in my rebellion (laughs) even in my filth You still sang over me. You let it rain on the righteous and the wicked. You still blessed God. You're a good father. You're a good father. You're You're a good father. You're a good father. Even though I disappoint you. Never have forsook me or abandoned me, God. And you propped me up, God. You imputed your righteousness on me. You imputed your holiness on me. And you gave me the credit for it. You said, here is my son. Here is my child. I love him. God, what grace, what grace. What grace is there? What grace is there? We're just gonna open this time up for just a word or two or three. <laughs> oh, God is in this room. If you hear a word, just share it with the congregation, and encourage the body. And heaven is all around us and Heaven is all
2: Lord, we love you and we bless you. We love you and we bless you. Father, I pray that you open up the hearts and minds of people in this room. God, you are omnipresent. That means you are at all places at all times. You are at all places at all times. So yes, you are in this church service, but you're in other places as well. But your word says that your eyes search the earth for someone whose heart is fully committed to you. And when you find those people, you manifest your presence and glory. Lord, we're here with hungry hearts. We're here because we want to meet you. We know that there is a God who created us, who made us for a purpose, who loves us more than we could possibly imagine. And how can we say, as you offer yourself to us, to, to, to let us in, to share your heart with us, how can we say no? How can we say, I have something better to do? And friend, if you're in this room and your hand's in your pocket and you're not in it, you're not worshiping Jesus, you're wondering what, what these people are jumping for. There's a living God who made you. And if not now, then never. If not now, then then when? There's a living God calling your name. And he loves you. And he wants you to love him because when you love him, that's when you're whole. I got a word during worship The Lord says, I've been answering your prayers. I've been meeting your personal needs. And as a church, I've been blessing your ministries. You've been fruitful. Souls have been saved because I've been saving them through you. Lives have been changed. I've been changing them through you. But I want to warn you, my children, of being too pragmatic results driven I have answered your prayers I have intervened on your behalf I have done wonderful things and I'm going to continue to do wonderful things that will blow your mind but when I do those things don't forget the one who did them I want MPI Church to be like the generation that seeks my face the face of the God of Jacob not just for what i can do i'm going to do it for you because i'm good but because of who i am and that song is so perfect father as we respond to you to seek your face i adore you can we just sing it softly can you play it and sing it softly and as we could just each kind of meditate on that song in our hearts i adore you Lord, we just want to adore you today. You're beautiful. You're awesome. I adore you. You're amazing, Lord.
0: I will sing it with all my heart. I adore you. I love everything you are. And I adore you. I will sing it with all my heart and I adore you.
2: I love everything you if you are, sing it with all your heart it will mean something I adore to him. You. Sing it with all your heart. I will
0: sing it with all my heart. Say it. And I
2: behold your beauty Jesus I love everything to see everything you are, to see more of you than what we saw before to want you. more of you than what we've experienced thus far I will sing with all our hearts Jesus heart. this is what we were and made I for to know you and love you, you. and walk with you and open I our eyes open our hearts
0: to love you more and I More time with your hands raised as loud as you can say, I adore you. Let the angels hear you now. I will sing it with all my heart and I adore you. Let heaven hear that I love every Lord Jesus,
2: you You, you said the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I've been feeling the bridge to this song. We haven't sing it, but I want you all to sing it with me. We'll keep the The instrument's just kind of low like they are now, but I want you to sing this with me. This is actually the bridge of the song. It says, my heart is yours and will be forever. My heart is yours and will be forever. My heart is yours, Jesus will be forever my heart is yours and will be forever lord i believe that by your grace many in this room right now are loving you with all their heart soul mind and strength many in this room their hearts are completely set on you and for those who aren't there yet father just be patient with them work on them lord We pray that you just bless this service. Bless the time that is to come, Lord. Change us, show us how glorious and beautiful you are. Expand our hearts that we may love you more. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Let's give it up for Jesus. I want you all to uh, find a seat. And... um, if you have children, we're going to dismiss them to go to King's Kids. That's their, their Sunday school. So if you have children, um, uh, Sister, I think Sister Jerry is back there on this side, and she's going to uh, walk them to the back. My name is uh, Jared, one of the pastoral staff here at MPI Church, and I want to do what we do every Sunday is take a time out to preach the gospel. I realize that some of you know Jesus and you love Jesus. So raise your hand if you know and love Jesus. But some of you don't know Jesus. And some of you don't love Jesus. And uh, you, you can't stay that way. You cannot. We need to preach this, this gospel to you. That means good news. This is good news about your soul. It's good news about your relationship with God. It's good news about your eternal destiny. God wants to change your eternal destiny today. God wants to make you a lover of Jesus. If we could put up the scripture, John 14:6. These are the words of Jesus to his disciples. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I just want to break this down briefly. The first thing Jesus says is that he is the way. He is the way, not one way among many. He is the only way to the Father. He is the only way that you can get right with God. He is the only way that you go to heaven and not to hell. And no other religion or teaching or what have you, or you just being a good person in your own right will never do it. He says, I am the way. I am the way to the Father. Now you might say you're being very exclusive. You're you're cutting out Hinduism and Mormonism. Yes, I am. Because they don't have a crucified and risen Savior. They don't have God in the flesh come to earth for us. It's exclusive, but at the same time, everybody gets in through the way. Black or white, rich or poor, it doesn't matter. Everyone gets in through faith in Jesus. He is the way, and you can, through faith in Jesus, no matter who you are, what you've done, what your upbringing, how much money you make, color your skin, the language you speak, you get in through this simple faith in what Jesus has already done for you. Secondly, he says, I'm the truth. Jesus is the truth. We've discussed before in this church that truth are those facts that pertain to reality. So think about this. Jesus is the interpreter of reality. And I want to say this for some of you intellectuals. You reject the gospel because you believe science and philosophy uh, have made the gospel obsolete. But I want to tell you, Jesus gave you the light of reason. Jesus gave you a mind to think and perceive the world with. And God forbid you, give, you use your God-given reason to deny him. Hello? So Jesus must become the interpreter of reality. I'm not saying we throw out our intellect But we must begin to see the world the way Jesus saw it. We must come humbly to the Lord Jesus and say, Jesus, I thought this way, and you see the world this way. Jesus, you are right and I am wrong. Help me to do it your way. Amen? So if that's belief in evolution or whatever ungodly, you know, beliefs you have about life, they need to be conformed to Jesus. He is the truth. And lastly, he is the life. He is the life. I want to say this. There are a lot of ideas out there, and I would call them gospels. like like It's like a salvation message. For instance, there is the government gospel. There are folks that believe that our greatest problem is that we don't have a good government, and if we get this kind of government, everything will be straight. There's folks that believe that. That was Karl Marx. It culminated in Communism. There's folks, they have the food gospel, okay? They think that our greatest problem is that we eat junk food and and it has chemicals. And so like Monsanto is the devil and we just need to eat organic and be like the the biggest loser people, okay? And that'll be our salvation. And I could go on and on. Well, our biggest problem is education. If we get educated, then we'll be saved. Our biggest problem is we're not enlightened. If we get enlightened, we'll be saved. Your greatest problem is you're a sinner and you're going to die. And none of these other gospels can solve that issue. Jesus is the life. He's the only one that can give you life everlasting. His crucifixion solves your sin problem. His blood covers your sins. His resurrection solves your death problem because a new life inside of you starts today. And the Bible says just as he is risen, we will be raised with him. He's the only one that gives true life that's why this is the only gospel. If we could stand up, you're going to have a chance. We have um, Berto, pastors Eddie Berto and Nancy as our altar workers today. It's faith in Jesus, trusting in Jesus Christ. Amen. That's, that's the way in. If you're not right with God, That's the way you get right with God. Say, Jesus, I trust you. I believe this stuff. I may have resisted it before, but I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died for me. I believe you raised for me. Help me, Lord. Lead me. Show me how to live. Through that faith commitment, your whole life will be changed. Your eternal destiny is changed. Your standing with God is changed. And if you don't know how to pray, if you don't know how to make that happen, they will gladly pray with you and walk you through it. And if you want to be Jesus' disciple, they will plug you in. Let us bow our heads. Father, we love you. I just pray that this word would pierce every heart, especially those that don't know you. I pray believers will be encouraged. But the unbelievers, I fear for them. I pray they acknowledge that you are the way and they want to go your way. Pray they acknowledge that you're the truth and they need to see the world as you see it. And I pray that they come to you for life and not anything or anyone else. Lord, I pray that you convict hearts and reveal to everybody here their need for Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. So you're going to have an opportunity in a few moments to respond and come, and they'll pray with you and show you how to put faith in Jesus and be saved. But I want to say this, um, confession of faith, that's something we do as a church. And uh, we have handouts. You could get a hard copy of this. Take it home. Put it in your Bible. If you want a handout of this confession that's on the screen, you can raise your hand. We have ushers. we got one over here. Uh, a couple more ushers know what you're doing. So, so they're going to get that to you. In the meantime, we're just going to read it off the screen. Everybody with me on the count of three. One, One, two, three. I believe in one God and Creator who is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father who so loved the world. The Son who purchased my salvation in His death, burial, and resurrection. And the Holy Spirit who makes me new and abides in me forever. I believe in the perfect Holy Bible that reveals God's purposes and plans for my life. I believe in the second coming of Jesus who will judge the living and the dead. I believe in the eternal reward of believers in Jesus and the eternal punishment for all unbelievers in Jesus. I believe in the United Church of Jesus Christ built upon apostles and prophets, elders and deacons in which the gates of hell shall not prevail. I believe in the salvation for all mankind. It is by faith alone and Christ alone, by God's grace alone and for the glory of God alone. Amen. Amen. We're going to greet our neighbors. We're going to fellowship for a few moments. Go and hug somebody you haven't met yet. And come to them for prayer.
1: Everybody, good morning and welcome to Metro Craze. Who's excited to be in the house of God this morning? You guys excited to be here? Welcome to MPI. If this is your first time here, as you make your way back to your seat, please raise your hand. If this is your first time here in this building, please raise your hand. We just wanna thank you so much for joining us. There we go, we got some right over there. Thank you for joining us. And if you would like, if you haven't received one already, one of our ushers would like to bring you a brochure to give you some information about who we are amen here at mpi we have two main services sundays at 10 a.m fridays at 7 p.m is our elevate youth service elevate amen that's fridays elevate at 7 p.m youth from the ages of 11 to 18 and today we have an awesome friend an awesome guest speaker pastor Glenn Badonsky come on we're excited to have him here pastor boom boom Badonsky coming with a fresh word from God. And then we're also just a reminder, we're all going to be meet back here at 5 PM. So invite your family members, invite your friends, people, you know, need a word from God. Just bring them out because we're coming hungry. So here at MPI, we have a vision of loving God and loving who loving God and loving people. The two greatest commands. And what do we do here at MPI? If you're saying, what is that church about? Well, we're about discipleship, connect, mentor and said we want to make sure that you are connected to jesus christ he's got to be lord and savior of your life right and so after you get connected to jesus we want to make sure you get connected to a life group somebody say life group life groups are places where disciples share life we do various things we have something for everyone we have something for our children something for adults adult bible study evangelism single men single moms marriages you got it so look on the back of your announcements and you will see a complete listing once you get them of what we have going on we want to make sure you get connected this month and so here's what's going on this week wednesday we have king's kids at 6:30 p.m yes come on make some noise for them it's royal rangers and impact for our kiddos And so bring them out parents you can stay and hang out with them or you can drop them off and come back and pick them up and then Friday we have adult Bible study at 7 p.m. at my house we're just going deep in the Word of God prayer and just evangelism so much good stuff come on out Saturday elevate is going on a Devil's Lake trip look at that yes they're going out they're going out uh, of they're going to Wisconsin so me here uh, teenagers meet here at 8 a.m. at the church talk to Pastor Ellie for more information it's going to be awesome and then also Saturday at 5 p.m. we got evangelism going out into the city of Chicago preaching the gospel come on seeing soul saves lives transformed get connected somebody say connected yes and after you get connected we want to make sure you get mentored somebody say mentored Come on, we want you to get it today. You don't have to walk this walk alone. Yes, you go with God, and you have the Holy Spirit with you, but then you got to get mentors. Somebody in this church wants to walk with you, mentor you about Jesus Christ. So you do that meeting with the elder or deacon here at the church at a time that's convenient for you, and then once you graduate that, you go on to the 201 class, Disciples Making Disciples, because God wants to use each and every person here to impact this world for his kingdom and we have a goal of hundred thousand disciples here in the city of chicago 50 churches here and 500 all around the world come on if you believe god is doing it say amen isn't he good yes he is please turn with me in your bibles to psalm 24 verse 1 we are in lesson number one we're talking about stewardship so if you're psalms 24 verse 1 today's lesson is god is the owner and we are the manager. Come on, that's good. God is the owner, and we are the manager. So what is stewardship? Stewardship is wise management of everything God has entrusted us with. So God has given us things, and we are to be wise with them. We are to be responsible with them. We are to manage it wisely. If you're with me in Psalm 24, verse 1, let's read. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. That's good. So point number one, the earth is the Lord's. All the earth belongs to the Lord because he created it. In the beginning, God created the heavens, the universe, and the earth where mankind lives. It all, it's all him. It's all his creation, right? You and I, look at your neighbor. Come on, say, you belong to him. Yes, everything in it. It says verse um, point number two. Everything in the world belongs to God. Literally, everything in matter, space, and time is His. All the gold, jewels, animals, humans, resources, etc. Everything every invention business and creation of mankind has only come from borrowing what god already owns it all belongs to him everything we have the air that we breathe the brain that we use to think our ability to to work our hands every talent that we have comes from him and if we've ever created anything we've only been able to borrow from what he has already given us amen and so point number three we literally own nothing say nothing since God owns everything, that means we literally own nothing. Therefore, we are just borrowing what he owns. Since God is the owner, we should be good managers of his creation. Amen? Good managers. Do you guys all ever um, been a boss of somebody? Don't you want to entrust your business, entrust your product to someone who's going to take care of it, who's gonna, someone who's going to be responsible with what you are, are doing? We all, we all value that. We value people who are responsible, who are good stewards. And so that is what we are to be doing with our talents, with our abilities, with our finances, our tithes. Everything are to be good stewards of what God has entrusted us with because ultimately it belongs to him. So please stand to your feet with me this morning. In summary, be responsible and obedient manager of everything God has lent you. And you're saying, how do I apply this? I want to be a good steward. I want to do the right thing. Number one, start by by. Being faithful and giving your tithe. What's tithe? 10% of your total income. If you have $20 and you want to tithe off of that, 20, 10% of that, what is it? What's 10%? $2. Start with those $2 and say, God, I don't have much, but I'm going to be faithful with my $2. If you have $100 and you want to tithe your 10%, what is what is your tithe? $10 and so so on and so forth. And then he's saying, what's an offering? God, I want to give an offering. It's anything that you give after your tithe. Amen. And so number two, be grateful for all that God has allowed you to have in your giving, in your life. Just have a a lifestyle of just saying, God, thank you for all that you've already given me. And number three, manage all of God's gifts in your life for his glory. Manage them wisely because we will be held accountable for those things. And now let's recite this together. Let's recite this as over ourselves, that we would be good stewards. One, two, three. God has called us to be managers that are committed to stewarding whatever gifts we have received from him. We are to be wise, fruitful, faithful, trustworthy, multiplying, and shrewd stewards living debt-free and generous lives, providing an inheritance for our children and our grandchildren. Amen. So here at MPI, when you give your tithe, it goes to the general fund. We're paying for the lights, the bills, um, the utilities. All that good stuff comes from the tithe. Anything you give after that is your offering. Now, you can choose whether you give to missions, whether you give to the building offering. And so this year, the end of 2014, where are we going, everybody? We're going to the Philippines. We're taking a trip, and God is going to move mightily. So ask God to put an amount on your heart and give that that tithe and that offering faithfully. Amen. Let's recite the scripture together. Acts 20, 35. The Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you so much. Father, everything that we have belongs to you. Our homes, our cars, dear God. Father, even the job that we work, we're there because of you, because of your favor, because of your grace upon our lives. I pray, dear God, that we would be good stewards in all that we do father in our finances that we would be good stewards that we would be responsible that we would spend money wisely that we would save wisely and give wisely dear god with the amount that you have given us we thank you for all that you're doing in us dear god and we just pray continual blessings upon your people lord in jesus name we pray amen thank you for your giving and just come up as you give
3: Amen. If you love Jesus, can I get a woo-woo? Amen. Welcome to Metro Praise International. I'm so excited you're here for our guest speaker. I'm not going to talk long. Just open up your Bibles with me to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. I want to introduce to you our speaker in such a personal way. I've been saved now almost 19 years preaching for just about that long. So about three or four months after I got saved, I started preaching. And uh, we actually preached uh, this weekend at the place I preached first, which was Fort Wayne Three Rivers Festival. And uh, I just want to, can we as a congregation thank those who went to Fort Wayne to preach out there? Amen. Those of you guys back there, thank you. Anybody else I see today, thank you guys for coming. And uh, that's my hometown. And I went out there preaching. I've been preaching ever since. Well, then I went to Bible college in New Orleans. And, uh, you know, I'm completing my first couple semesters there. And then all of a sudden, this radical comes, man. The man that's going to be preaching to you today. And I would love to say that it was like love at first sight, that me and Glenn were just friends. But I just want to know, is there anybody here that like you and your best friend at one time were an enemy before you got to know each other? Is there anybody that can relate to that? Like you all didn't get along at the job. Like it was tension. And then all of a sudden, that very person, Became your best friend. Well, that's how it was with Glenn and I. They, we were like too much alike. You know, it's like pew, pew, like fireworks were going off all the time. Uh, but to his credit, I will say it was majority my fault. I was a young believer. I had only been saved for about a year. I was 19, and I think he was in his 20s, 23 or something. So he had been mature, been a part of a great church, and so I was just the wild one. So I had to change. He was perfect. No, but anyways, look at uh, his, uh, we're going to go to the website in a second. I'm sorry to do you guys like this, but put up Proverbs 26. Glenn has two beautiful children. He now lives in Mobile. He does evangelism all over the country and the world. His primary place of doing evangelism is in India. Has planted churches there. Helped connect uh, the people there to what God is doing by uh, bringing other pastors together like pastors conferences. So it's like a huge move that God's doing there. He actually helped establish our first SU in Bible College. The one that we have here in in Chicago. You know it's actually in Oakland but there's campuses everywhere. The first one overseas he helped establish in India. Can we give it up for that amen establishing a Bible college over there and some of y'all remember the story and I don't know if that was going to be one of your big aha God moments but I actually told it two weeks ago about how you were on the phone with the dude and then that dude connected you to his dad and that brought you to India and all those connections boom shakalaka so I already told that story but if you want to tell again don't pretend they never heard it this is my word for my best buddy right here in the book of Proverbs chapter 20 verse 6 look at what it says Proverbs 26, I don't know, uh, that's 26, If I said the wrong one. If you have your Bibles, look at 20 verse 6. I want everybody to see it so I'll stall a few minutes. My friendships in life as I've gotten older have gotten less, but the ones that stick around have gotten better. Does anybody? Can anybody relate to that? When I was younger, I had a lot of friends. And we had a lot of friends in Bible college. But as time has got on, like like fine wine, our friendships, the ones that have stuck with me, have gotten to be like brothers. Literally, I am closer to him than I am to my brother. And here's what I want to just say to you, congregation, thank you for trusting me as your pastor to have him come. But here's how I see him. Many a man proclaims his own steadfast love, but a faithful man who can find. And Brother Glenn has been faithful. I know he's been serving God over 20 years. He's been in ministry just about that long. He's faithful to his wife and kids. You can put up his website now, please. He's based out of Mobile, Alabama, travels about 30 weeks out of the year. On his website and on his Facebook page, you can see all the things he's doing. He's going to do like a... um, like a retreat tribe conference in Chicago. You can go there and check it out and see the dates that he's doing it there. I think it's in October. He can share that. And we're going to get more involved in the things he's doing. He's actually doing an evangelism camp uh, in what state is that? New York? New York State. And some of our guys are going there to help him. But here's the big thing, okay, about Brother Glenn. It's not all those things that he does, because I know a lot of people that do a lot of awesome things. He's my friend. I'm just being real you know that that's what makes him special to me when I was first dating Nancy uh my uh, father-in-law's there I had a, a family member that we went out with the woman's passed away they considered her like an aunt and she said what do you like most about Nancy you know what do you like most about her as we were engaged and all that and I said I like most about her that she loves me and then the woman you know she was trying to be a little sassy she's like no that's not the right answer you're supposed to say she loves Jesus that's the thing you're supposed to say and I said there's a whole lot of women who love Jesus but don't love me I've tried to date some of them they love Jesus but they don't love me I said, she actually loves me. She cares. And that's the way I feel about Glenn. I've had a lot of friends over the years say, Pastor, we love you. We support you and all this and that. And they're nowhere to be found when things go hard, when things get tough. But Glenn has been one of those friends. If you'll notice, he's always liking our stuff on Facebook. Those of you who are friends with him, he'll respond to you if you're asking questions or prayer requests. I see staff here nodding their heads. And he's been coming around with us for about about seven years. We want to make it 70 years until Jesus comes back. So would you just stand up? Put up. Put your hands together for the man of God, of faith and power for the hour, Glenn Boom Boom Blonsky.
4: Come on, someone shout glory. Come on, shout glory. Come on, take your seats. I got 99 sermons to preach and only two services to do it in. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Metro praise. I'm back. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. I love what I feel in this place this morning. I feel that love. Amen. I feel that excitement. I feel that, that, that faith level increased. Amen. Um, I'm excited because, you know, he, he, he didn't only save the best for last. He saved the best for now. Amen. For right now. Amen. You can have God's best right now. Okay, three of y'all believe that. All right, we're going, <laughs> Brother, I got to have to build your faith some more than that. Amen? He saved the best for last, but the best for right now. Amen? At this moment, we can get on the edge of it, or we can let it pass us by, or we can try to get so far ahead of it that we miss it. Come on, you've been there. I've been there. But let's try to get to the edge of the moment so that we can have his best for right now. Amen? Some of y'all need his best. I'm looking at your face. Come on, somebody, <laughs> amen. And, and, and I'm trying to get you to look like you haven't been through nothing, amen. So when people walk up to your street, they'll be shocked to see you. When your old friends visit your visit your face. Come on, somebody. Come on. Have you ever met somebody who hadn't seen you in a while and they're visiting your face, amen? <laughs> uh, you hadn't lived long enough that they haven't visited your face yet. But I'll tell you what. I want I, wa- I want to get you to the I want to get you to the right now moment, amen. And for that right now moment, to get there, you need a right now word. Amen? So let's believe together that whatever the Lord uses this mailman, I'm a mailman. Amen? Whatever the Lord uses this mailman to deliver to you, you just read it and receive it. Amen? If it's a bill, you need to pay your bills. Amen? Someone say, grace, grace in your face. Amen? There's grace for it. Amen? If it's a blessing, amen, celebrate, rejoice, amen, and make sure you apply the blessing to where it needs to be applied to, amen, because y'all know how it is, you get $100 in your hand and then find out there's a sale everywhere, amen, but I believe what God's going to give you is going to apply to a specific direction, amen, I'm, I'm, I'm not Pastor Joe, he's my, be- he, he's my best buddy in the whole world, but we're not, we don't preach the same, amen, but we, we serve the same Jesus, amen. Uh, and, and I like liberty. I like to preach the way that I preach. I'm not coming in here to rehash uh, uh, his sermons. I, I listen to his sermons. When I go around the, the world, I get on the podcast. I get a, get a hold of his sermons, get a hold of you guys preaching online and I get fed. Amen. But I'm I, I, I'm the nobody telling everybody about somebody who can save anybody. I'm that nobody that the devil's worried about. Amen. I'm that nobody that your mama warned you about. Amen. Don't go up to that Pentecostal church. It'll mess you up. (laughs) White Tyrone will happen to show up this weekend. Amen. All right. Praise God. Y'all find out. Y'all find out if you don't know who he is. I just want to say I love you. Greetings from my family in Mobile, Alabama. My son is in a cast, but he's going to get it off tomorrow. And by faith in Jesus' name, he doesn't need to wear it anymore. Uh, my wife and my, my daughter, Zoe, uh, doing great, excited about the summer. we got a couple evangelism camps coming up. I want you to invite your friends tonight, amen? amen. Invite your friends, invite your enemies, come on, somebody, In <laughs> your frenemies, amen? amen? Y'all got some frenemies out there, I know you do. Uh, invite them to come, amen, a- and invite them to experience what God's going to do. Um, this is a two-part message. Actually, a three-part message. I'm going to do my part, you do your part, and God does his part. Amen? And your part this evening is to vo- invite folks to come. Amen? And set your levels and expectations in a higher place than you normally do for a Sunday night. Amen? And uh, we'll, we'll we'll enjoy the moment together. God bless you. Amen. Seeing so many people who have grown in the spirit, man, it's amazing to see what God is doing. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to do a scripture combo to filter everything through here this morning. I'm going to preach on the spirit-led life. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, spirit-led life. That's what it's about this morning, amen? So let's do some scripture combos. I want to filter everything through a couple of scriptures in, in Proverbs. First one is in Proverbs, amen? So jump over there to Proverbs. Some say Proverbs. Amen. Know the Proverbs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man. Proverbs 25. Proverbs 25, verse 14. The secret, someone say the secret. Come on, say it like it's the secret. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant amen what you got going on up there is it anything close to that proverbs 25 verse 14 hello did i write down the wrong number there it is right there brother glenn messing up already there you go let me make sure that is it 26 one second Did I say I said Proverbs? Excuse me. You know why? Because my next verse is a proverb. There you go. Thank you, sir. Psalms 25, verse 14. They were looking very worried in the spirits. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Psalms 25, verse 14, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Now I, com- I will combine this with Proverbs 3, verse 32, his secret counsel is with the upright. His secret counsel is with the upright. So Psalms 25, verse 14, and Proverbs chapter 3, verse 32, I want you to get those etched into your heart. I want to kind of look through. This uh, story that takes place in the, in, the, in the book of Luke. So let's go to Luke now. What is a scripture combo? It's something that we're going to filter everything, our thoughts through here this morning. How many know that the Bible is not just in and of itself a, a, a scripture here, a scripture there? No, it's a line upon line, precept upon precept. Amen? Here a little, there a little. Every bit is good for edification. Hallelujah. So I want to build upon those thoughts, That the, the secret of the lord is with those who fear them and he reveals or he shows he will show them his covenant this his secret counsel is with the upright luke chapter 3 verse 21 if you have it say amen now let's look through this j- just real briefly i know you know this story well i want to just look through it i'm a, you're gonna have to forgive me i'm not gonna go ahead and read out the whole genealogy of jesus if you if you want to do that do yourself a favor and study it you know on a Thursday and. uh You know, when you have a lot of time on your hands and you're not, you know, getting ready to go do anything. Amen. Luke chapter three, verse twenty one, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, which said, you are my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. Praise God. All right, let's go over to Luke, Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus being filled, someone say filled. filled. Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit, say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Returned, someone say returned. Return. To the Jordan and was led, someone say led. led. By the Spirit into the wilderness. Say wilderness. OK, and you know what happens. He gets tempted for 40 days. I'm not going to go through that. There's great sermons on that. I'm sure that you've heard them a time or two. But I want to get through the things that, 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 that we're talking about, the spirit led life. Go to verse. 13, Luke, chapter four, verse 13, now, when the devil had ended every temptation. Someone give me a wave if you're happy that the devil ends every temptation at some time or another. Amen. When the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Praise God. Then Jesus returned, someone say returned, in the power of the Spirit. Someone say power. Power. The power of the Spirit to Galilee, and the news of him went throughout all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. Praise God. So we're looking through this, you know, these scriptures here this morning. I want to I wanna just kind of break it open. Looking back at verse 21, we're looking at, of course, Jesus has been living for 30 years at this point in time. He gets out into a wilderness place with John the Baptist. And so we, we want to kind of filter our life in with the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show or he will reveal his covenant to those people. Amen. How many understand that there are things that you don't know yet? If you didn't raise your hand, you're not Sherlock Holmes. Okay. There are things that I don't know yet. There are things that you don't know yet. We are not infinite in our knowledge. We're finite. We are limited. Amen. Some things you better be thankful that you don't know yet. Amen. Some of y'all are thankful that there are some things that your parents don't know. And Jesus, the theanthropos the God-man, 100% God, 100% man, Jesus who came and was formed in a womb. Someone say a womb. a womb. From the womb to the tomb, Jesus was being educated as a man. I know we don't like to hear that, but that's the truth. God, his father, had to reveal his Messiahship to Jesus. Amen. Because of the limitations, not because he was limited by his godness, he was limited by his human form. Come on, somebody. His mind could not control or comprehend. He was God 100%. Amen. But in a human body, he couldn't be everywhere at all times. Amen. Amen. Neither could he contain all power. What he did was he lived the example. He lived the life that you and I are supposed to live. He came to set the captives free. Amen. Well, he could have just done that from heaven. But he came to be the second Adam. He came to live as the the proof that you and I can live free from sin by the power of the Holy Ghost of God. that's good news. Amen. Say, that's good news. We can do it. You can live holy according to God's standards. Amen. You don't have to drop them down because people say that you can't. You can keep faithful in your relationships. You can go through situations that you don't have any reason to have joy, but all of a sudden, supernaturally, God infuses the fruit of the Holy Ghost, and you got joy in the midst of the situation that everybody else is mad over. Someone say, Spirit led life. I love that spirit led life. Amen so we look and we see here, here, here's a spirit leading Jesus in Luke 2, 3, 21. It came to pass, amen, for all you football fans, it's in the Bible. It came to pass that Jesus was also baptized. What? God got baptized? Yes, he did. Amen. And when John the Baptist didn't want to do it, Jesus said, no, you have to do it. I need this to happen. There needs to be some submission. Amen, back brick wall. There has to be some submission to authority. There has to be some examples given so that people get it. See, you just want to get it up here. I got I got. A lot of y'all got it, amen? But ain't nobody else getting it. Because you're not broadcasting it. Because you're not sharing it. Because you're not imparting it. You teach what you know, but you impart who you are. And we know who you are by what we're receiving from you. Not by what you know. I know God is good to me. I know he's good. Where's the examples? Where, see, Jesus is not content manifesting in your heart. He wants you to produce the evidence. Hallelujah. Yes. Did he not say, I will give you power to be my witnesses? Yes. Hallelujah. Everybody shout, witnesses. witnesses! Guess what? That's the Greek word for martyr. What? So in other words, Jesus says, I give you the power to die. Come on, someone shout, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. God is giving you the power to die when you want to say that one last thing in the argument. God has given you the power to die when you want to do that thing in the flesh that you're used to doing because it's a principle that's been instilled in you since you was a little kid. Don't say, I got power. You got power, but you got the power to be a martyr. Witness in the Greek is martyrs. So Jesus is giving you the power to die to yourself when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Amen. So that you can live up to the holy standard so that resurrection power can be found in you. And the works will not be of you and of your flesh and of yourself. But you can glorify your God through the works. Amen. You are producing because the nature within you will not allow you to not produce. I have favor, not because God gave it to me, because God is favor and I have God. I have wisdom, not because, uh, oh God, I got to get close to you so I can get some wisdom. No, the kingdom of God is relational. You are knowing me because I'm here. I am knowing you because you are here. We are in this room. We're breathing the breath that we're breathing. Amen. And if I don't ever get by you, I can't know you. Right, Tyrone, you need to chill, bro. Brother Glenn got to preach now. It came to pass that Jesus was also baptized, and while he prayed, the heaven was opened. The same word opened in the Greek found when you ask, seek and knock. It will be opened. Amen. Jesus prayed and the heaven was opened. Amen. Revelation four one same word. After these things, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first the first voice I heard was like a trumpet speaking to me saying, come up here, and I will show you. Someone shout, show you. And, you know, just for a minute, I'm going to make this. This day is, we're going to consecrate this place as the spiritual Missouri. That's the show me state. Amen? This is the show me place today. Amen? God is going to spiritually show you to those that fear him, those that respect him, those that put him higher than who they are, higher than everything in their life. Come on, somebody. See, God is not small enough for you to understand him. For if he was, he would not be big enough for you to worship him. You don't worship anything lower than yourself. You don't even worship something that's equal to you. You admire, you enjoy, but something that you see better than yourself, something you see greater than yourself, you worship those things. And so here we are this morning being spirit-led to worship a God that I don't understand, who in fact invites me to not understand Him. Woo! God good boy now I got you where I can use you I don't understand why you had to let me be born by a 14 and a half year old drunk alcoholic drug using mama who left me in a hospital in Miami Florida why I don't understand that God why couldn't I just live with her I don't understand why my name had to be changed five different times. Why everywhere I go, I was kicked out and rejected. I don't understand any of that. Lean not on your own understanding. Wait, but before all that, there was trust in the Lord with all of your heart. I trust God. Yeah, you trust him all the way up to the point you don't understand. And when you don't understand, then you don't trust. And you don't have a reason to praise him because he's no longer bigger than you. But see, your, your lack of understanding isn't the confusion. It's mesmerized. It's obsessed with the fact that that thing is so much greater than what I can even conceive me doing, God. It's going to take all of you. To get in all of me in order for me to see that thing come to pass. Come on, somebody. To see your family repaired like the way that God wants to see it repaired. To see you own the things and steward. Come on, someone shout steward. To steward the things that God wants you to steward. To be able to keep things that God just places in your hand. If God places things in your hand right now that you want so desperately, that you will mess them up because you don't have the capacity. You don't have the character. You don't have the fruit, the spirit fruit built in to be able to maintain, to to sustain the things that God wants to give you. So God, who's a good father, in his wisdom is patient and doesn't just unload it all at one time. I'm preaching a whole lot better than you're letting on this morning. Amen. And Jesus prays like you and I, and the heavens are open. I just get so amazed. People just like, I'm just going to skip right into heaven. My blessings. Jesus didn't skip into his baptism. The heaven didn't he didn't skip into an open heaven. Amen. He prayed. He prayed. He was led of the spirit to pray. And so many of us are not led of the spirit to pray because we're not listening to the spirit in the first place. Because when he starts to deal with things that we don't consider a blessed life, when he starts to get into the trifling areas, when he starts to get into things that you don't want to talk about, now you turn yourself off and you say, Well, I don't understand, God. You don't just bless me. Oh, Lord, I, I can't preach this whole sermon today now, can I? I love that because Revelation 4 and Luke 3 21, it's the picture. It's John doing what Jesus did. Heaven's opened. Voice saying, come up here and I will show you things that must shortly take place after this. God saying, come up here. Come up here. Be led of the spirit. Metro praise, get up here. Be led of the spirit. I'm going to show you the things that will shortly take place over your life. I love John chapter 16, which Jesus goes into his famous last words and he goes all through all this stuff. And he gets to a place where he says, your advantage that I go away. I don't understand that. Why does the Messiah, the one who's been doing miracles, casting out demons, who's been baptized, the heavens open, the spirit comes down upon him and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He's got to go away. I don't get that. It's better, he says, for you. John 16, 7, it's better for you that I go away. It's for your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the spirit of God cannot come to you. The father will not send him. Jesus lived on the edge of the moment. Amen. He fully prayed when it was time to what? Pray. When they were in the middle of a storm, he fully rested because it was time to rest. Amen. And so we look at the scriptures and we see that God's saying, come up here, Metro Praise. I want to show you the things of my covenant. See, you have a covenant with God, but you don't know what you have. So much that God wants to show you about the covenant that you don't know yet. The contract that you have signed, the, 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 the life exchange, Jesus who gave his blood for your life, and you got into covenant with him. There's so much that you don't know that is available to you that the devil done lied to you about that you've got so much trapped up in your mind. It's about a new nature taking root inside of you and producing, not you trying to make things in the flesh happen for your life. I don't have to make myself get a door open because the door will be open when I'm led of the spirit of God. Do we have hindrances? Absolutely. Paul was hindered when he tried to go. He said that Satan has hindered us. I understand that. But that doesn't negate the fact that the spirit leads people all kind of ways and all kind of places. To all kind of destinations, to all kind of faces. And they're throwing down kings, but I'm throwing down aces. Because Jesus is my trump card. I, I, anything the devil says or people say about my life, psh, Jesus. Jesus. Convicted felon, psh, Jesus. Unfaithful adulterer, saved now, psh, Jesus. I was unqualified, I never took a a, a lesson in computers, yet I was promoted over the whole state of Florida as the data processor for all the Walmart distribution systems for every store in the state of Florida. What was my qualifications? I unloaded trucks. Oh yeah, and by the way, I had the spirit of the living God inside of me. Y'all think I've always been here, I I don't even know where I am. I don't even know where I am. I don't even know where I am. That's my encouragement to you. I pray that you get so lost in the Holy Ghost, you can't find the exit sign. Don't get so close to the exit so you can just snap out and come back in and come just get all the way up in there. And Jesus is being led of the spirit holy spirit dispends, descends upon him in a bodily form and then you go over here i love this then jesus being filled luke 4 verse 1 then jesus being filled with the spirit the holy spirit returns from the jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness i want that spirit-led life amen No, no, there's no way that it's the father's good pleasure to give me the wilderness. Couldn't be that. Could it be that? What if little flock, it is the father's good pleasure. To give you the wilderness. Because he gave it to the children of Israel who were still on Egyptian life. And they were led into the wilderness so that they could fast and get away from the things that were plaguing them. And in the midst of their led journey, they complained, they grumbled, they murmured. And rather than let the processes of God take place in them, they were a few steps away from their promised land, by the way. And there are times when God leads us by the spirit into the wilderness. There are times when we don't understand what God exactly is doing. And so much of what people lack is found in them not fearing God. So much of what we're missing in our lives is, is directly found by what we don't have, and that's the fear of the Lord. He said, I will reveal my covenant to those who fear him. He unveils the benefits of the contract. He will show what's available, what's accessible, what's included in the agreement. See, some of us don't understand everything that's included in the agreement that we have with God. There's so much more to this life than the, what you're living in. Amen. There's more to, to what God wants to do in your life than the, what you have right now. Amen. He wants to bring you into good places. He wants you to bring you into the promises that he promised over your life. But sometimes in order to get us there, he has to take us to a place where everything in us has to be tried and tested and seeing that it's ready for use for the master. We don't want to go through the wilderness. I understand that. It's our nature. But guess what? We're not asking you to live by that nature any longer. We're asking you to be led of the spirit and live by a new nature. Amen. An obscure revelation of who Jesus is, is the reason why people are lacking power. Why people don't give sacrificially. While some people are still bound up. While some people haven't taken that possession. So let's let me let me let me let me give you an idea okay so a marriage covenant a marriage contract if you will when people enter into that agreement there 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 are two sides that have to agree on that amen and then they vow before God and then God blesses their union now they're in a contract how many know it's a whole lot better to ask what am I getting myself into rather than what have I done to myself Amen. Some of us want to, we, we, I got married. You need to find out what you're getting yourself into. What are you obligating yourself to? Amen. How many know that marriage has obligations? It's not all about what you're getting from it. Amen. Oh, I'm getting it. That's my woman. I get her body. That's mine. Yeah, you get them hormones too. Amen. That woman is mine. Yes, it is. All of it. Amen. And the little bit more that she'll be having in about five more years after she has a couple of your kids. Mm-hmm. He gone to messing with us now. All that bumpy headed boy is, is yours. Amen. Old oh, bumpy headed, he's all yours. Amen. You get yourself into stuff. When you make a covenant, you get stuff. Amen. And you're obligated to give. Hallelujah. And and in the marriage, guess what? All that she is is yours and all that he is is yours. And together you are one. So guess what? When her body gets cancer, that's your cancer. Oh, we don't want to preach this part, okay? Oh, yeah, we want to get up out of here now. You got that cancer. we want to help you deal with that good. No, 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 no. All that she is is yours. All that he is is yours. Come on, somebody. You're getting his past too, by the way. You're getting who he has been. If he's been unfaithful, you better make sure, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself, Amen. If he's been unfaithful, he better be showing some faithful characteristics. If he can't keep his hands off of you before you're getting married, hello, somebody, I know it ain't fun to preach like this, but brother, it's here, amen? If he can't keep himself, look, respect is not something that's learned or earned. It's given right away or it's never given. I got three women that are preaching, amen. I don't hear too many brothers saying Amen. <laughs> Sir, if she has a history of gossiping and backbiting and talking behind people's back, you better make sure she's been faithful. Everything's under the blood. I understand that. But, sir, characteristics have, there's got to be a new nature manifesting. Amen. And if you're not sure, you better be sure. It's a whole lot easier to ask, what am I getting myself into than what have I done to myself? I don't want to be at the altar with somebody when they say, "Um, will you love them in sickness and health until death do you part? I'm going to try. I'm going to give it my best shot. You know, nobody's perfect. <laughs> Listen to me, buddy. If she's up there saying, I don't know, you better go. Amen. I'm going to have to call an audible, White Tyrone, and be like, time out, y'all. <laughs> you can't marry my sister like that. No, 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 no. Amen. So why do we think it's any different with God? You're going to keep my commandments because if you love me, you keep my commandments. I'm going to try. Ain't nobody perfect, God. (laughs) That little devil inside you going, (laughs) I know when I'm going to fall when nobody's looking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Tyrone, don't preach yet, please. You don't have to try to serve God. You do or you don't. Grace is sufficient, amen, for your weakness. If you fall, the the righteous man gets up seven times, amen. That means he comes back to church, hallelujah. And when he comes back to church, the church don't got bricks in their hand ready to stone them. Because they know that if they don't check themselves before they wreck themselves, they're going to be on the dust too, getting up seven times. It's not about trying. Try and touch your nose, everybody in here. You did not try. I'm going to keep going. Yeah, now you did it. Okay, amen. There's no trying. You just did. We don't have to try to serve God, guys. That's beautiful news because we can live a spirit-led life. where you're imperfect. He makes up his, his perfection, makes up for it. Amen? Please keep exchanging all the rudimentary principles of this life for his ways. If you keep doing that, you keep on that straight narrow path. It's a pathway, amen? Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling before the Lord. I fear the Lord, so his secret's going to be with me. And he will show me what I get in my covenant, amen? I mean, is this making sense to anybody out here this morning? You know, I I, I know we're going to get into the Holy Ghost tonight, and it's going to be, you know, all all spiritual. and, and, And this is spiritual, Because your supernatural life is led this way. You supernaturally overcome temptation. You think it's mind power? You don't have any power over yourself. Your carnal nature, until it's changed, has no power to say no. Yeah, you can get by for a little while, but if the right temptation comes your way, you're going to yield to it. That's the way nature of man is. Why do you think we had the desert fathers getting way off into the desert cuz they didn't want to see any women. They want to have to have anything to make them stumble so they could live a holy life. I just want to be with Jesus. That's all. I want to be with Jesus. Brother, get built up and then come back and live in society if it's got to be like that. Amen. You ought to be able to look at your brother without lusting over him. You ought to be able to look at your sister and see her as a sister. And if you're not there yet, there's no condemnation here. It's like there is grace for you. Lord, I shouldn't be preaching like this. John 5, verse 19. The son can do nothing. Someone shout, nothing. The son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows. Someone say, shows. And shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. For as the father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he will. He will show you what is available. What is accessible. What is included in the covenant that you made with him. It's not about saying, I got saved. Some of y'all need to get saved and well behaved. Amen. And there's grace to make you well-behaved. It's not just to save you so you don't split hell wide open. It's to save you so you can chase them devils off you. Amen. So that when them devils come in your life, you say, no, sir, you can't come back. This house is clean. There's a blood hedge of protection over my life. I'm not about to let you rob me from my blessing, from the lessons that I've done learned in the spirit of the living God. Someone say, no, no, no. I'm not going back. Don't go back to that wilderness. Amen. Stand up and be a man of God. Stand up and be a woman of God. Be spirit led. You can live this life. You can live this life outside of this four walled building. You can do it. You can do it. You can live a holy life. You can repent in front of your wife and your kids when you make a mistake. And your wife and your kids can look at you, not like they're looking down at you, but looking up to you. And say, my dad is a real man because real men love Jesus. And because real men love Jesus, he came to me and said he was wrong. See, you just want to perpetuate the cycle of violence that has happened on your life. And I'm not just talking about the physical violence. I'm talking about the spiritual violence. Let me tell you something. When demons come into a place, they wreck it. When demons take over somebody's life, they ruin it. They don't keep it nice. They don't put everything back into place when they leave. And just because you're keeping it all together on the outside doesn't mean that you don't got something going on on the inside. Um, pray to God that you would get the guts. That you would get the spirit of God welling up inside you. That the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of all wisdom, will come to you. And he'll say, look, you don't have to live this measly, get along life. You can live a life where you know that I'm living the blessed life. And sometimes the blessed life is in the wilderness. Because even though Jesus didn't have a mansion and and, and 50 uh, gallons of water with him in the wilderness, he had nothing. He hungered. He thirsted. Yet he was still in the spirit He was still in the spirit. You can be without a job this morning. Amen. And not because of disobedience now. Come on. If you're in disobedience, you're paying a price. I understand that. But I'm talking about being led of the spirit, going through a famine like Joseph's family. And say hello to John the Baptist while you're out there in the wilderness. Because he didn't get to go back to the city. Even though his daddy was in the temple and he had all that set up for him, he was in the priesthood, but he was led of the Spirit to go out into a wilderness. I'm blessed, y'all. I'm blessed with this leather coat. Oh, wait, wait, this ain't leather. It's pleather. Oh, wait, no, it ain't even pleather, it's camel skin. And, you know, they were coming out to see John the Baptist because it was the only place you could get his tape series. You couldn't get online back then until they only had, you know, they had, you know, he, he set up his tables where he could sell all. He says, everybody come on out here. This is my distribution over here by the Jordan. No, he was out there in the wilderness. He wasn't talking about how awesome he was. He was making the pathway straight. And when them jokers that were religious came out to see him, you know what he said to them? Who warned you? Who warned you to flee that destruction? Who warned you? But you know what? (laughs) Thank God, because some of them folks like Nicodemus, (laughs) Joseph of Arimathea, they got a hold to it. Amen. And God's trying to get you to get a hold to it. I know my time is running low. But my words are not. Amen. (laughs) He shows him all things. That he himself does and he will show him greater things. So God's desire in the spirit led life is to show you what the covenant brings you into. Your obligations for covenant. Amen. Just like in a marriage, you get if you have a contract with a faithful woman and a faithful man, you get a faithful marriage. You can have the blessing that God reserved for the honeymoon, a monogamous, healthy sexual relationship where ain't nobody going to bring home AIDS. Come on, somebody. Where the Bible says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So your favor is wrapped up in how you treat the woman that God gave you. Gets kind of quiet when you preach like this. So God, you know, oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. Uh, All right. I'll just let me let me do it this way. Everything God made requires a connection. Just think about it for a minute. When God made the earth, it wasn't just by itself. Amen. The spirit of the Lord hovered above the chaos and and he, he, he brooded over the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And then he gets all the way down and then he creates all the different things. He says, oceans be formed. Does he leave them empty? No, he does not. Why? Because oceans are not complete without some connection to something else that needs them. So he creates plant life in the oceans and uh, and fishes. Then he gets to the land and he says, land grow grass and land grow trees and trees become forests." And he doesn't say, okay, good job. You're done. No, he creates inhabitants for the land, for the forest. When he creates the skies and the clouds are hung, he's like, no, that's not done yet. Let me get some birds. Let me get some animals that don't do like everything else around here and let them fly through the sky. They need a sky to fly through. The fish need an ocean to to, to maneuver through. The the animals need forests to inhabit. And then he gets to man. He forms man out of the dust of the earth. And he says, man, I'm going to give you a name-calling anointing. Whatsoever you call the things, that's what they will be called. There's power in man's words. There is power in naming people, in naming things. When someone says, what's your problem? Get ready to give it a name. And some of y'all, your problem ain't going nowhere because you need to name your problem gone. What's your problem? Gone. My problem is gone. Because I exchanged my problem for an answer. And so this name-calling anointing gets on a man, and God says, no, it's not enough. It's not good that man should be alone. He needs a connection. And so he makes male and female and family in society and cultures go with me now life is symbiotic god created life to be dependent on one another you are dependent on the air you are dependent upon the water you're dependent upon the things that grow and come out of the earth you're dependent on the things that eat the things that grow and come out of the earth. You are symbiotic. Your relationship with God, you need to have a dependency on him. You cannot do it on your own. So life, everything is meant to have a connection. So life is meant, guess what? Life is meant to be lived. Life in itself wants to be lived. You cannot look at your chest and tell your heart, stop beating and that it will obey you. You have to go outside of yourself to kill yourself. Man cannot do it on his own. He cannot just within himself say, I'm not going to live. I'm dying now. He has to go outside of himself to even end his own life. You have to be connected to something. If you try to stop breathing, everybody try to stop. Everybody breathe the last one in. <gasps> it's not working. You, sooner or later, the inhalation has got to be expelled. You have to exhale. And you can say, that's it. <sighs> and neighbors say, please get a breath mint. <laughs> when you breathe out, you go to breathe back in. Your inhale, Needs an exhale. Your exhale needs another inhale. When you come into this world, a baby comes out the womb. The baby doesn't come out the womb like this. <sighs> if it does, you need to put it back in. Amen. <laughs> Ain't nobody came out like this. <clears throat> I know they look like they want to do that, but that's not how they came out. They came out and they drew a breath in. The the doctor whoosh, made them go. <clears throat> And when they drew that breath in, that umbilical cord that they were attached to, that they were breathing through their mother, now they are breathing on their own. Now that is life that is being lived. They breathe in. That is the moment of their first outward existence that you and I see. Obviously, we know the womb is a sacred place. God forms us in the womb. Life begins in the womb. But life manifests, if you will, with that first breath in. And nobody, when they're dying on their deathbed and when they're ready to go, they don't go, okay, guys, I'm getting ready to leave. I love y'all. <gasps> nobody breathes in to die. They exhale. They give up their last breath. From beginning to end, they inhale and they exhale. And, of course, life is not over, but the physical manifestation of life is over. Now the spiritual life is continuing. Amen. What am I saying? I'm saying all that to say this. You cannot go within yourself to kill yourself. Life wants to be lived. I don't care how many times the devil done lied to you. You want to live. You want to live. Life wants to live. And then when it gets beyond the living, it doesn't only want to survive, it wants to thrive. It needs connection. It needs relationship. It needs to be admired. It needs to admire others. It needs to see examples. Come on, somebody. This is what we're at today. Amen. This is a simple way of telling you that there is a connection to God that He desires for you to be dependent on Him. Your spiritual breath in and out. When you breathe in, you receive that energy, that anointing to glorify Him. And as you glorify Him and you're exhaling that breath out, you get to receive another breath in to enjoy this life. Because guess what? If you're saved today, you get to enjoy forever. And when does forever end? Well, I have a better question when does it start? forever never ends and we know that when does forever start it starts the moment you accept christ it starts at every moment that you acknowledge his ways you can say i can enjoy forever right now i can enjoy the absence of pain in my heart right now because i will enjoy his eternity i want the days of heaven upon the earth as though god were breaking open the heavens for me and telling the angels come down there and lay a blessing on their life I want the I just want the piano just to start playing in the background. I want to I want to pray with you. I know our time is winding down. I want to I want, I want to bring this to an understanding. Man is the non-self-existent one. It means he needs something else to exist. Was made in the image of the self-existent one. God who needs nothing. He doesn't want anything. He is holy, which means whole and complete, lacking nothing. So, man who is non self existent, who is made in the image and likeness of his creator takes the thing that is most like his creator, his, his intellect, his volition, and utilizes that thing to pull and to resource and to acquire knowledge over lifetimes and over centuries and over, over times and pulls that together and decides that I am going to prove the very absence of God because i'm going to go against my own nature i don't have wings to fly but i will make myself to fly well i will take the principles and i will test out my theories and, and i will invent an invention that allows me to break the boundary of what my physical being can do so man pulls his resource together and breaks the principles and the boundaries that god set up for him and flies through the sky like a bird and says, Look at me, I don't need God. I can do this without Him. Sooner or later, that plane's gonna run out of gas. It's gonna land. And He's gonna go back to being in that boundary that God created Him to be in. Man who has no gills. Even some of the best pearl divers, six and eight minutes is the longest that they can hold their breath under the water. Sooner or later, they've got to come up to the surface. So man, with the thing that is most like his creator, his intellect and his volition, and he takes that, pulls his resources together and said, I'm going to create uh, 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 a submarine. And I will go 20 leagues below the sea to prove that I can beat the boundaries that God put upon me physically. And though they will pump helium down below the surface of the sea so that men can live two months at a time breathing in helium and oxygen mixed, sooner or later that helium and oxygen mix be- takes a deterioration on the body and they have got to come back up to the surface and walk upon the ground like you and I. God created man with boundaries. God created man with boundaries, and there is one boundary that man has not succeeded in breaking yet, though he's trying his best, and that's the boundary of time because time flows in one direction and never stops. I don't care how good of a reason you have that you need time to stop. I'm not saying you can't manipulate yourself and get an extra day from somebody, but you didn't stop that 24-hour clock. You might be able to get another chance from the electric company and say, well, look, like, give me another 14 days. But, 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 but you don't stop that 24-hour clock. And you have an appointed time to... And you have an appointed time to... And what you do with that breath is what you will be judged upon when you stand before God in heaven, whether you're saved, whether you rejected Him. We'll all be judged for the breath. And what we use that breath... Well, how we employed our lives with that breath. You're here this morning and you're realizing that there are some areas in my life that I have not been using the breath of God. And I want to maximize the moment. I want to take advantage of the time. Right here, right now, God is speaking to your hearts. You want to take advantage of this time. This is a time that he brought a crazy white dude that was raised by black people to come and talk to a bunch of folks in the Chicago. Metro praise. This is the time that God's saying, this man has a message that will bring you to a place where you can fully accept the fact that you are not always going to understand him. But he doesn't always ask you to understand him. He says to trust him with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but then to acknowledge him in all of your ways. Meaning if he's saying, no, don't take that step, you don't take that step. Lord, help us. I feel like I can bring this back in the evening service, but I want to say this. Time is promised to no man. And you are already making plans. With your eyes closed, your heart wide open to God, listen to me. Listen to me. Close your eyes and open your heart. Just listen to me. Close your eyes. Open your heart. God's going to touch you right now. time is not yours it doesn't even belong to you you don't have the means man has not made the intellectual and volitional decision to violate time yet he can't do it so all you have is this moment right here right now and if you were to say okay lord i'm gonna fully invest in this moment in my life right here right now what you have given me is this moment right here. And I'm going to take full advantage of this moment. Lord, I ask you right now to speak to hearts concerning time. Lord, there are people that have been stealing our time. There has been wasting of our time, God. And Father, I'm praying right now that the people that are opening their hearts to you, Lord, the people that are saying, I want to be led of the Spirit. I want to live a Spirit-led life. And I want to walk away from some things. In my life that I know that God is saying, don't be involved with that. Some of you, I can see tears flowing on your face right now. Because God is pressing your heart and you're saying, I want to. Look, it's not about God doesn't want to do it. God is ready. He's ready, willing, and able. And right now, you have to make volitional decision to change. And say, God, I'm going to not change because I can't change myself. But I will exchange what I have. All I have is this breath right here. And I'm going to exchange that for who you are and who you want me to be. So take this breath of mine and begin to touch it. Let me think the thoughts that are well-pleasing in your heart. Come on, some of you, if there's tears flowing, don't you stop those tears because God is really gripping your heart. Well, I've been born again, but friend, are you breathing like you're supposed to? Because babies breathe like they're supposed to. If they're not, they gotta go into a special place and they gotta get their breathing checked. And I feel like some of you are born again, but your breathing ain't right. You're here this morning, you don't harden your heart. You say, God, I need your help today. And I want, I want to make use of the time. And the time right now, this is what God is saying. The time right now is to give your whole heart to him. This moment, right here, right now, give my whole heart to him. I don't care what your age or your stage is in Christianity. I don't care if you've been here for 20 years or two minutes. Right here in this moment, you can say, I'm all in with you, God. I'm all in with you. Would you stand on your feet right now? And We're going to pray a blessing on you. And those that want to decide to say, I'm going to invest in this moment right here. God is going to willingly receive that investment. You're here this morning and you say, that's me. Brother Glenn, that's me. I feel convicted in my heart and i got to obey the Spirit of the Lord. That's me, Brother Glenn. I need to yield my whole life to him. And I feel like I've been holding back. And I want to do that right now. If that's you, lift your hand way high. Just high to the sky. Praise God. Come on, keep them up. Just trust God right now. Just trust God right now. Father, I want to be a man of God. Father, I want to be a woman of God. I'm going to give you everything I am in this moment. Come on, just invest everything you are. This is an intersection. With you, the heavens are open. We're praying. We have been praying. The Spirit of God is here. And you just say, come on, confess it from your mouth. Say, Lord, I give you all of me right here, right now. All of me, Lord God, the good and the bad, all I am right now, all who I ever hope to be in this moment, right now, I'm yours. I'm yours, Lord. 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 Say, I want to make the Lord... Jesus, the Lord of my life, he's God, he's Lord, but I want to make him the Lord of my life this morning. Pray with me. Say, Father God, I come to you now and I understand that there are areas in my life that you're not pleased with. I've been wasting breath. I've been wasting time. I've been chasing after things that will not matter in eternity. But right now, I disinvest, I give up, and throw away the things that are not from you. I repent of my sin, of my disobedience, and I allow you to take over. I get up off the throne of my heart, and I say, Lord Jesus, take your place and rule over my life take over my whole life this life belongs to you in Jesus name I'm never going to be the same in Jesus name I'll never be the same come on say it again in Jesus name I'll never be the same now you take a moment with your eyes closed heart wide open and you make that commitment you solidify that personally you talk to God you talk to God life i want to live my life lord for you i want to live it for you lord life wants to live this life of the spirit it wants to be lived lord i want to live it for you come on lead me lord lead me to the place god lead me to the place lord moment, come on, come on, take t- take this time come on, take this time sow it into the, sow it into this season of your life show me your covenant Lord show me your covenant God come on, ask him to show you the, what belongs to you ask him to show you what belongs to you right now I'm going to tell you what belongs to you if you need peace right now to manifest supernaturally in your life lift your hand now now I need peace take it come on quit wrestling me God says quit wrestling me just take my peace just take my peace just take my peace You're fighting everything and anything that's moving. But God says, "You, in the midst of all you're fighting, you're wrestling me too. Don't wrestle me. I'm here for you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never turn my back on you. You are not alone. Did I not give you a man? Did I not bless you? Did I not lift you away and out of the ditch that you were walking in? did i not draw you from the cesspool did i not cleanse you did i not look over you did i not expand your territory have i not favored you have i not elevated you including physically elevating you above the city line says god so why now when you're trusted in me would i disappoint you father i ask you to help her go beyond understanding this morning give her peace now 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 take it take it take it peace come on you need peace come on lift your hand Just take it take peace i need peace i need peace my family i need peace i need peace with my situations i need peace come on take it believe god for it right now supernaturally i'm just i'm blessing you today I'm blessing you because God brought me here to say there's more than what you have. And you have a, a covenant if you will fear him, if you will respect him in this moment. If you say, God, I'm not walking out on you. I'm not backing up from what I believe. Now show me your covenant, Lord. You do your part. I'll do my part, Lord. Right now I'm doing my part. Now do your part, God. Jesus. Come on, say, I need your peace now manifested. Galatians 5, come on. Peace that passes understanding. Come on. Woo! That's supernatural. Jesus now, 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 now. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Shh. Come on. Come on. Your heart is turning. Come on, your heart is turning. Now take this peace. Come on. Take take it. Take it now. Father, help her. Help her, Father. Show her this peace, God. Come on, say I'm not alone. He's for me. And if he be for me, who can be against me right now? Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, shake loose. Come on, just let him have his way. Come on. If, come on, I pray you just break open like the heavens broke open. You break open. That's it. That's it. Come on, have your moment. This is your moment. Have it with God. Come on, don't worry about who's here, who's not. This is you and God. You and God. Come on, you're in the midst of the crowd, but God saw you. He said, Now, thank you, Lord. Don't you stop praying. Don't you stop receiving it now. Don't you stop? Don't you stop. Come on. If you're here and you say, I've lost my joy, well, Bible says that you had you can have the, the joy of your salvation restored to you today. Who needs the joy of their salvation restored? Lift your hand high. I'm serious. The call of God is on my life, but I am so weary with that call father right now those that are lifting their hands and they say i want the joy of my salvation restored to me now i get to do this Woo! i'm not alone i get to do this with him he's dispatching angels hallelujah Come on, don't look around for a man. Look to heaven. Look and say, God, I want my joy back. Come on, if you knew somebody had joy with them and they were going to give it to you, how would you ask for it? Would you be desperate? Would you want it really? Would you care about who's next to you? Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. I believe. Help my unbelief, Lord. I don't think I can do it, but God, I know I can. If you just give me this, give it back. Come on, who am I talking to? Come on, receive it. Jesus, son of David. Father, I have loosed the spirit of adoption in this place. Father, may people feel the adoption of God. May they feel no longer as a bastard or as a cast-off. But right now, Father, I speak the spirit of adoption. Sir, ma'am, brother, sister, if you feel that the Father is mad at you, go right now, go right now, go right now to his feet and say, Father, if I've displeased you, forgive me, Lord. I want to be back in your house if that's you come on just come back he's not he's not holding the door closed he's running down the road to meet you sir he's running down the road he's already taken off the robe he's already got his feet off. his feet are bare and he's put his shoes upon you he's putting his ring back on your finger now take it take it he loves you he longs for this moment he wants you back just come back now Humble yourselves in the sight of God. Humble yourself right now. Just humble yourself. Jesus. Just like a little child, hallelujah. You tell them that Jesus loves them, they don't even question it. They don't even think twice. Yes, he does. He loves me. Come on, receive the Father's love. Come on, receive the Father's love. Hallelujah. Come on, shout, I got a covenant. Come on, shout, I got a covenant. I got to keep this covenant. Come on, tell yourself, come on, tell that weak part of you that you don't think is going to make it, tell it to die. And then say, I got a covenant. And whatever God don't resurrect, leave it alone. Come on, I'm talking about people who have dreams to do things. I'm telling you, and this dream to do something has been paralyzing you in your walk with God. Friend, if it ain't going to come on this journey right here, right now, let it stay there. Let it die in a wilderness. And let me tell you something. You serve a God that speaks, and whatever was dead that needs to come back to life, He will resurrect it. That includes relationship. That includes education. That includes job opportunities. That includes missions and ministry. Just let those things die. If you're trying to sustain those things, friend, you are in the wrong place. Can you make it rain? Can you make the sun come from behind the clouds? No, all you can do is prepare the soil. All you can do is prepare the soil. Break up fallow ground, sir. If your heart is hardened, break it up. If you don't want to forgive, break it up. If you don't want to love, break it up. And allow the Spirit of God to plant something in you. The Word of God. Supernaturally. And then in God, who gives the rain and the sun. Seed to the sower, bread to the eater. Come on, somebody. That God is going to do it that god right there that god right there father thank you for your time here this morning lord i thank you for laying a great foundation lord i i know that tonight the move of the holy spirit is going to be tremendous but lord we're not just coming to see people get touched god we're not even coming just so that we can be touched father but we are coming so that we can touch heaven so that we can touch your heart to show you, God, we are a people that pursues their God. We are a people that will not lay back. We are a people that will not be silent, God. But we are a people that will run and chase after our Father. It's your good pleasure to give us the kingdom Lord so we ask you to give us the kingdom this afternoon God if there's anything in our lives that you put the finger of God upon that we need to go and do and make right give us the grace and the strength the courage to do it amen and Lord prepare us for tonight Lord and Lord we're not going to allow someone saying yes or no to motivate us Lord if they come praise God if they don't come we pray for them and we ask you to touch them where they are. It's up to you, Lord. We lift you up in this place. We lift you up. Come on, lift him up. Lift him up. Lift him up. Lift him up. Lift up his name. His name is Jesus. His name is holy. His name is mighty. His name is mighty and great to be praised. Uh, hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. Come on, give him a clap. Give him an offering here this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm going to give this mic back this is my final instruction there is there is an instruction between now and the time you come back I want you to take time from the hustle and bustle of whatever you're after I want you to take time to be alone with your Bible get your Bible I don't care what it is if God puts a name of a book if God puts a scripture verse if God puts a name of a Bible character just open that Bible find time between now and the time we come back give yourself The permission ahead of time amen do that and i promise you god is going to be able to do more in that few minutes five ten minutes that you give him tonight than he would if you don't do anything at all if you can't and things are i understand i understand this i understand god is leading some people in here if you want to if you're led of the spirit do as the spirit leads you to do amen i believe i'm led of the spirit to tell you that Amen. And I also believe I'm led in the spirit to give this microphone back to this awesome pastor. Come on, give the Lord a clap of praise for this pastor.
3: Amen. Can I get the band and altar workers to come? We're going to end with prayer. And I just kind of whispered in his ear. I said, we're going to pour him out, our our, our brother here today a little bit. Brother Glenn can't pray for everybody, and we know he's not Jesus, right? So Jesus is here, and we can pray for everybody in the name of Jesus, right? But I am going to have my brother here, and I'm just going to ask him to stand in front. And if you want him to pray for you, he's going to be available. But because we have a lot of people that are going to pray in the name of Jesus, they're here as well. So if you want to pray before you leave out here today, if you just want someone to encourage you, we want to do that with you. And we're going to leave out worshiping, and we're going to come back at 5 o'clock. Amen? And if you want to sow into this man's ministry, All you got to do is circle offering and put his name on the envelope, drop it off in the back, and it will all go to support his work around the world. We're going to take up another offering tonight because we want to bless him for coming from Mobile to be here with us. Amen. So let's pray and then hang out for the after party and get ready for boom, boom tonight. And I promise you tonight, everybody's going to have hands laid on him. We may even do the Holy Ghost car wash, but I'm leaving that up to him. (laughs) That gets crazy when we do that. Okay. Let's just close our eyes. Father, we thank you again for this wonderful service. We thank you for the word on living that spirit-led life. Now, Lord, we ask that if anyone wants to pray and seek your presence now, that they'll come and do it. Otherwise, Lord, we'll see you at five with our friends and family, believing for their salvation, their miracle, as well as us hearing again from you, Lord. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Can we bless him because he's good? Hallelujah. Slap your neighbor high five and say, be led by the spirit. Band, take us to the next level. If you need prayer, we're up here. If you want, Brother Glenn, just to encourage you, come on. Otherwise, we'll see you tonight at 5.